and welcome to the Vent 10 podcast. Uh, Simon here with Liam and Fraser. How are we, chaps? Yeah, all right. Thank you. Hello. All good. I should yeah. say at the start, I'm loaded with a cold, so my voice sounds more dull than usual. But um, <laughs> there we go. Gravelly. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to do yeah. with recent results or anything. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> No sorrows drowned. <laughs> um, well, talking of recent results, we've we've got quite a bit to catch up on. I think the the last pod we did was was after the Reading game, um, and since then six games, win loss, win loss, win loss. Um, so I think we, you know if we're predicting the next game, that should be a win. Uh, if we're carrying on in the in the same vein, um, so yeah, six games for the men, two for the women, um, two league wins. Um, quite a bit to talk about in terms of those those games injuries recalls uh good luck bad luck i mean I, there's a there was an old um blues singer uh, one of, i don't know one of these silly names you know jelly bean or or, or fruit salad johnson or whatever and if it wasn't for bad luck i'd have no luck at all and it's it, it just feels like that at the moment we're kind of we're getting players one or two players come back and then and get injured and off they go and beetle gets recalled and it's oh where, where should we start yeah. Um, firstly, if it is a, a win um, in in terms of the run of form, I hope that that is um, ignoring tomorrow's game. Oh uh, yes, okay. yeah. Couldn't give a toss about winning no. that one. <laughs> that doesn't count. Before we were recording, Liam, you you mentioned a, a a very valid point: the the Northampton game, the Cambridge game, the Derby game, and the Charlton game all won or in our or, or lost with very late goals and if they'd have all been draws that's four points as it is we've got six I think we've seen the real fickle behavior of football fans and we are like on this pod we are a big contributor to that <laughs> but you know each time we've lost in in the last minute it's like oh the wheels have come off and rah 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 and each time we've won it's been like great let's use this as every, everything's brilliant um and then you know you've got the the weekend's game where we conceded six, and I sort of I got a little bored with hearing oh but you know should it have been a penalty it probably was one but we should have had X in in previous games we lost six two that's fine we lost six two to a team who are doing well in the league above us um, it's it's not the the worst thing we've got a threadbare squad. And let's remember, we lost 6-1 very early on in this season and then went on one hell of a run. So, you know, it's it's not the be-all and end-all. I guess the fact it's January and, you know, players are are going out, um, returning to parent clubs is is the part of me that, that sort of, um, that my eyes go to the most. Um, and certainly Stan Mills, he's been such a big part of the season. Kyle Edwards looks so exciting. Beadle's been there throughout, but it's about what the club can do to to replace those. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost, it feels a bit like a reset. It feels now that, you know, with Buckingham coming in halfway through or midway through the first part of the season and, and having to deal with the players that he's got and, and can't really do anything. Joe Bennett came in, but there's, there's not a lot you can do between transfer windows in terms of, of player recruitment. He's he's you know, he's had a, a lot of injuries to deal with. Um that you now feel right, okay. Like like you said, that's that's kind of three slots, three loan slots there for players to come in and potentially be first choice players. If we can do get 
good recruitment in this transfer window. It, it you know it, it gives him a chance then to to put his mark on the team. And we've got that same head of recruitment that we were all buzzing about in the summer. There's no reason we can't do the same thing. Um, and and who knows? Uh, listening to the dub earlier, they were talking about coming being the goalkeeper yeah. coming. Um, and if that is the case, how long he's got left on his contract? Is it worth putting in a bid and and buying him instead of trying to loan him short term and and see if we can poach him in the in the summer? We might as well put in the offer and. And all of that stuff, if, if those loans go back and we can find sort of similar replacements, but permanent, mm. I, I think that's a good thing. I, I think I'm, I'm mainly sad about um, Stan Mills. Beadle seemed inevitable, um, but Stan Mills has just been one hell of a player, hasn't he? Mm. And yeah. him, him and Goodrum sort of seem to be pushing each other and it, one would do something and then the, the next would have to step up and do something even better. And, and it's been really exciting watching them. So to, to see that happen to, you know, such a young promising player who, who was probably going to see out the season with us. Mm. Yeah. Someone... On his first loan and, and for it to end like that, uh, you know, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, send him our best wishes. If, 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 if anyone's listening, who, who knows him, you know, pass those on it, it. Yeah, it looks like it was. You know, sounds like a nasty injury. Certainly season ending. Um, and just hope touch wood that uh, Everton can get him well again, get him fit again. And you know, he's young enough, and you know, he can repair and 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 have a career. Well, it's interesting. We're talking about visiting for for you know the end of a loan. The the Kyle Edwards one is an interesting one. It's being reported that although the the loan has been ended. He's going to stay and do his rehab here at Oxford. I think he's he's settled locally um, with with family um, living here. So I guess rather than the upheaval of then having to not only do your rehab but go and try and find somewhere to live, um, there that he's staying here. So that that could be an interesting one in that his his contract with Ipswich was a three year contract runs out in the summer. It might be one that we look at for next year. You know, if we we help him with his rehab. If he was enjoying his time here, and Ipswich could well be in the Premier League next season, so it's possibly then he's not a player that they're looking at long term. He could be one for us for next season. He yeah, I think if good. they're near the bottom, you probably look at that and go, "Wow, he's gonna." If if they go down, he'll be a first team regular for them mm. next season. But in the short glimpses we saw, he looks like a wonderful footballer. Um, yeah, he looks really good. Um, so that's why it was a spe- he he was one you. You saw him for five minutes and instantly thought, please don't get injured. <laughs> yeah. Um, same thoughts uh, with Greg guess, Lee as guess well. Guess what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you wonder now because, you know, it seems inevitable that Bennett will extend his his time at Oxford. Does that mean that you're looking for Greg Lee to come back and play more as a winger? Which because sounds the, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly. Well, to, adding, you know, we, it's been bad news all day, it seems to be, with players going back and the injuries and stuff. And it, it, there was one good news story on the club website to say Greg Lee will be available this weekend uh, for the Carlisle game. So absolutely, you know, that that's one positive. Yeah, I think him bombing forward it, with the lack of wingers now that we, you know, in the squad is we've got players who can play on the wing, but aren't absolute wingers. I, yeah. Greg Lee could do that job. No problem at all. And, 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 you know, do it well. Yeah. It's just making sure. And I'm, I know that it's their jobs. They 
will be very careful with it, but making sure that no one is sending them back early to to plug holes. Like it's it's a game in a, a competition we don't care about as as fans. Yeah, you know maybe maybe the club do, but surely the league comes first, and you go well. You know, don't rush him back and risk an injury. Yeah. Play a youth team player. Yeah, if we go out, we go out. Mm. Um, it's well, you know, and, and especially with the weather. I know, I know, it's a silly thing to say. Well, they, you know, they must warm up, but muscle injuries when it's one degree and it feels like minus five. It, it you know, we saw that with with Greg Lee's injury initially, and with with um, Marcus Brown as well. It just felt like is this really a good idea? It's freezing cold. Do we not give him another week and maybe see? What... I know it's the winter and they, they play football outside, but equally there's a little bit of a, like you say, it, there's, is there any reason to risk? Yeah. And the EFL's billing of this to- tournament format uh, was to get Premier League youngsters uh, ready for games. So we'll do the mm. same with us. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously if we can win it, brilliant. But yeah. you know, well, I say that we, we were talking before we started recording is a game that none of the three of us really care about. But uh, I was saying every time the game actually starts, I am looking at Twitter and thinking, come on, we can win this. <laughs> yeah. And and all that will mean is in a few weeks, we're in a different game that I don't care about, but ultimately I want to win. And it's, yeah. you know, yeah, it's risking more injuries. So it all seems a bit yeah. uh, an odd one. Yeah. yeah, also, I'm a massive hypocrite because I'd love to be one of those fans. I think Dave Clark is one of them who who stood by the boycott when we got to the final in 2017. I'm not one of those fans. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely go to the final. <laughs> I know fantastic Mr. Ox is, is one that is, has boycotted the whole thing and, and, oh, and will okay, continue to mate. do so. Um, well so hi to him. Actually, hi to Tim as well. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. And um, Shane as well. Rosie, uh, if you're on your row machine, right. Paul, go on, stroke. Stroke. He, he did say he listens while he's. Some this is not, no, no, no. He, he listens <laughs> this in is the a gym. Completely different yeah, he listens in the gym, uh, and he he said, you know, he does about forty-five minutes on the rowing machine, which is fair play to him if he's doing that. And if he's listening now, go on, mate. Go on, Paul. Um, I, we, we're not. We won't cover all the games in detail, but just sort of picking a, a few. Just things the ones we won. <laughs> just the ones we won. Well, yeah, Mark Harris getting goals in the last two games. Yes. It's yeah, great for him. Good. I know, you know, it was more of a consolation goal on Saturday, but but still, he's he's back in the goals, and I, it's it just goal. felt like if he scores, he might go on a little run, and and that's two in two. Um, O'Sheen Smith, the goal at Charlton, fantastic. He was a bit of a last minute replacement with the Thornley injury, sort of pre match or the night before, so he wasn't expecting to play, but he played, did really well. Um, that's a positive. So it's it's kind of there are some little glimmers of 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 positive things to take from from some of the games. Yeah, I think the um, a, a big thing with Ocean Smith in in particular having to step in the way that he did, and then against Coventry as well, um, it, it, playing in a, a position that it, apparently he's played there before. Um, but it, it, credit to him to step in like he did. Um, and then against high league opposition, and obviously we we conceded a fair few in that. But to to have that have a go um, in that moment was was pretty big. And then to you know step into the captain's shoes that like he didn't become captain, but he was replacing him on the pitch essentially. 
that's that's no mean feat at all, is it? it like he's he's um, not necessarily become a regular at all, but each time we've called upon him, he's he's been there. Yeah, he got the stupid two yellows. Hopefully, he's learnt from that. But he's he seems to be um, a, a really good squad player. I'm just about uh, to say, he he looks like he can fill fulfill a number of roles. Is you know that centre half position? He looked looked good. He, he carried the ball out. You can see him playing any of the midfield roles. You know, he, he can play a deep midfielder, attacking midfielder, possibly a right back. You know, he, he's got he's a big he's got a physical player. Um, and and yeah, it, I think you're right. He's it, definitely a, a really useful squad player to have. One thing that I have really liked with the fact that he played and, and replaced Elliot Moore is the last few transfer windows, it seemed like a lot of rumours on who was about to leave were, it, it, there was a lot of truth in them. Even Brannigan, who didn't actually go, he was obviously on mm. on the brink of going. And yeah. there are several players that, you know, we've, are we going to lose them? Beadle going back, all of that stuff. Um, Edwards talking about him going back for a fair while. Um, and then it does happen. But when you then hear, oh, Elliot Moore's off because there's a clause in the contract, it's been really nice to know that that isn't the case. Mm. I Like, cut to the end of the week when he signs for them anyway. <laughs> but, you know, it's been really nice having that. You know, the manager was asked something on the radio and he went, no, it's, it's not true at all. Instead of skirting around the issue or anything yeah. like that, just said, no, it's not true. Uh, and And to hear that sort of, Honesty from the manager, sounding like a fan because he is yeah. one, but without going full on KR. And I, yeah. <laughs> I don't like to bring up <laughs> KR all the time. So, in in terms of so, you know the 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 games. Let's kind of draw a line under the under the defeats. Let's look at some of the positives in the wins. Uh, but and, and we've talked about Beadle Mills and Edwards going back. In terms of of coming in, um, we've mentioned coming. The second yeah. coming of the goalkeeper. Um, the second coming. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and obviously, we think we, we're now looking at attacking players. I think defensively, we're reasonably solid if Negri comes back. and, and well, Negri, Long. Lee and Long are all meant to be um, on, on the cards again now. Yeah, yeah. In the next couple of weeks, possibly, yeah. you know, then there's no... no Real kind of urgency for a, for defensive cover. It, it's definitely up front, isn't it? I think it's it's clear what we need. Yeah, it depends yeah. if you would like another central midfielder. Um, which I I, I guess the more cover you have, the better. Hmm. But it means that Oshin Smith is not covering the back four when you've got like Stevens along, and then we had Lee and Brown. But now you've got Bennett as well, so that Brown can just be a um, a centre back, and then you've got Thornley, Moore, Negru, Long can cover. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it, it it does give a lot more adaptability. So if you're then reaching, oh, and, and Golding um, yeah. as as solid backup as well, that means that Ocean Smith can solely focus on on being in the the middle. So you're you're left with sort of McGregor. McGuane, McEachran, Brannigan, Rodriguez slightly further forwards, Smith, Henry can play there, Bowden can play there. Like it, it's, yeah, yeah. You, you probably are talking attackers being the main striker and and wingers to replace. Mm. I, did did I read that Brown's looking like it'll be another two or three months now? Yeah, 
Yeah, so it really does leave us light up front. Finn Stevens is another one who's here on loan, but it, it kind of seems that it's very early in the transfer window. There's been no no talk of him going back at all. Um, obviously, um, with Beadle being recalled very early in the window, um, nothing at the moment on Finn Stevens. One or two rumours a month or so ago, but it... it there doesn't seem to be anything at the moment. And if we hold on to him, he, I think he's he's getting better and better the more he's playing with us. We also saw the end of the, the weird loan spell of Sonny Perkins. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He's, just, he's just never... Did he play twice or something? I did um, see him play. I, I, I can hold my yeah. hand up and say, I, yeah, I did witness but, that. See, but did you I'm see sure... Agon Mametti play more? <laughs> That's the question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember his goal at Peterborough. That was very, mm. that was very impressive. But yeah, it was it, I don't know, just strange. He um he just yeah played twice and that was it really. I mean, it's, I mean, it's two different managers who who didn't seem to play him, so I guess they weren't seeing what they were looking for in, in training. But yeah, I think there's know. there's almost a danger that um that Stevens could have been that if Long was fit the whole time, he probably wouldn't have played half the games that he he has. Mm. Um, but Long's been injured, so. He's he's had to cover, and I think he's really grown as a player. I think the first few games in the season, we were looking and going, "Oh, he's a bit of a kid. He seems a bit naive and stuff." And he's just seemed to get get more and more solid. Really, um, who do, who does that leave leave us with winger? Winger wise, we've got Goodrum, we've got Murphy, we've got Lee. In terms of like two of those are just recovering. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, then you're into the youth team, really, aren't you? you know, yeah, or like not... again, Bowden and Henry have Could, played. Yeah, uh... but if you, but if you want pace, you know, if you want some Henry's you your know... man. <laughs> <laughs> it should be said as well, Josh Murphy, who was starting to look really good when he yeah. got injured. So, as you say, there, Liam, he's coming back in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. The, the the website saying hopefully yeah. Greg is involved for the Carlisle game. Josh Murphy as well, if not then Josh, Sam and Stefan should be back in training the following week as we build towards Northampton. So it looks like Greg for the Greg Lee for the Carlisle game, possibly Josh Murphy. But if not, then Josh Murphy, Sam Long, Stefan Negro in time for, for Northampton. So And whatever signings we get in. I yeah. think you know it the the uh Fraser, I know you want to get into the communication from the club, but it, it's not been the best. And and with that being the case they can't afford to have uh, a poor transfer window when we've set up to, you know, have a, a good, strong season. I guess we could segue into communication there as we as it's been brought up, but um, yeah, it, it's kind of, it's a strange one. There, so I'm not I'm not expecting the fan base to be kept up to date with everything that ever goes on, um, but I think when um, one or two things that have happened around the club that just kind of raise eyebrows and make you think it'd be good to know what the thinking behind that is. The one that was, it has been widely talked about now was the, the, the um, Michael North and Sue Trafford selling merchandise. I think it's old merchandise, isn't it? From past seasons, um, programs, scarves, pro, uh, flags, that sort of thing. And um, that was going to the community trust. Um, the club have kind of banned it now um, and, and and never really has a reason been given for it. Um, Oxfox met with them. I think Paul Peros met with them, uh, met with Adam Benson, who now is he in charge of marketing and ticketing, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, 
and I I couldn't see an answer in there. And that's not that's not a, a dig at Oxfox or Paul at all. I, I think they asked the right questions. They just didn't get an answer. They kind of got a politician's answer where he just kicked it back to them and said, "We've asked them to come back to us with with uh, with alternatives." Well, no, sorry, not alternatives. Let's discuss first why you've banned that happening because you haven't provided an answer to that. And the reason they've kind of given in a roundabout way is that they can't allow people to sell stuff with the club badge on. They're protect, protecting the club's identity. But it's two lifelong fans who are selling old programmes. So not things that slag the club off, you know. Um, it's old <laughs> programmes from past seasons that they sell for a bit of money. The money all goes to the club. The club's community trust. If that isn't good PR, I don't know what is. And I can't imagine who comes to a game and has a problem with that. Who walks by and goes, hang on a minute, I don't like the way those two fans are selling those things with the, with the football club's badge on. I can't believe that's in anyone's thinking. I think it's mad. And I think they've either got to explain it um, or go back on it. And they could explain it in something called a fans forum. And that takes me to the other point, which is, and I can't remember who this was. It was either Tim Williams or Grant Ferguson last January or February, said that they would hold an in-person fans forum before the end of this season. I'm quoting this season. So it was that season, 22-23. It ended in May last year. We haven't had it yet, you know. And I think you can't say things like that to a fan base and expect that it it can just be forgotten and that you won't have to do it. You have to follow through on that. Um, And all the fan base are asking for, I think, is a bit more communication in what's going on. There's things in the stadium as well with a new stadium project, and and it it looks amazing. You know, nobody, I, I've never seen the fan base more behind something than that. Everyone's behind it, and no one is is in any way ungrateful for the plans. But you know, Tim Williams said in, in an interview with Jerome in October that we're hoping to put it, the plans in by the end of this month. You know, that sort of became November, that became Christmas, that became it hasn't gone in yet. Now the dub said something today along the lines of. There's an issue with the bridge and they need to get that sorted. It's the bridge that goes over the Oxford Road, isn't it, from the train station, which is a key part of this. And the thing is, all of the things you've just mentioned are fine. Like, you can... That that situation, there's a delay in the the putting in the process. Even we're going to ask these fans not to sell things. If you explain to us why, Hmm. and it's a really easy thing to do... Hmm. We're not saying, well, you can't possibly tell, you know, those two people not to sell things or anything like that. Just have to tell us why. Yeah, Because the whole point of this club and the whole point of this stadium project is that we're a community club. So yeah. let's have the community in that. Um, and and I, I think it's just a, a respect thing, really, um, where because of those three things not being communicated, they're being looked upon negatively now. So you've brought this negativity on mm. yourself just yeah. by not saying something, yeah, which is which is madness, really. Yeah. Um, the only reason I can think they would have a, uh, an issue with um, the the sales in the South Stand um, pre-match is if someone needs to demonstrate that they've made a change. I can't see a reason for that change. But I'm fairly sure everyone's worked with a manager at some point who changes things just so they can say, well, I've changed this. Mm. Okay, to what end? Yeah. Um, or, or there is a reason, so tell mm. us. Yeah. 
And like you say, Liam, most of us are reasonable people. If there was an explanation provided that would make us go, oh, yeah, can't, so I say, yeah, I get your point, yeah. But the or even, even I can see both sides. But at the yeah, moment, we yeah. can only see one because yeah. we've only heard one. Yeah, and, and you look, it's not, it's not lacking in, in kind of gratitude or acknowledgement of the good things because the appointment of Liam Manning was a great time for Oxford. The start of this season, the backing he received, he unexpectedly left. The board swooped in and appointed Des Buckingham fairly quickly. Very popular appointment. Hopefully across the next two or three weeks, we'll see that they're going to back him as well. Could do with an assistant manager and analyst, but apparently they're close, you know. Um, and when Buckingham was asked about it, he does seem to, you know, he, he doesn't seem to be airing any frustration about it. It seems to just be that they're, they're, they're basically there, but there's a, a, bit, of a, a bit of a stumbling block. But... Um, well, I think, yeah, when people in those positions of, of power at the club say that they're going to do something, that they have to kind of follow through on it. Um, and it's just asking for communication. And, and the problem is, the longer you don't do that, the more the, uh, the fan base will start to think, well, why are they being silent? Is there something mm. they don't want to be asked? And that's where rumours start. And that's where, that's where impatience leads to conjecture. And you know, I, I think... Um, yeah, it, all it takes is a bit of a bit of communication over what's happening, and um, yeah, it's um, things could be, a, could be a lot better. As well as you mentioned the fans forum, you're absolutely right. It, it is something that uh, I think both Oxfox and the the supporters panel are pushing for. Um, but equally, the the five minute fan forum on on Radio Oxford was a good way once a week, just a few questions to get those kind of explanations out. And, and it's interesting, you mentioned the, the analyst and the, the assistant manager. Now, that seems to have been going on for three or four weeks now, somehow. It, it, it does seem to have gone a, a long time. Now, if you're asking Des Buckingham, who's the first team coach, and, you know, he's the man for the footballing matters, he's clearly identified someone, or it feels like they've identified somebody who he wants in as an assistant manager. Now, the reason he's not coming in yet can't be footballing reasons, otherwise he wouldn't have chosen him, or the club wouldn't have chosen him. So there's something else going on. Okay, what is he working somewhere already, or is he not, or is there a I don't know a, a, um, a visa issue? I don't. Know, it could be anything, but that's something that rather than the head coach being knowledgeable about and having to deal with, it should be the chief exec or whoever's you know head of HR or whoever's writing the contract for this assistant manager and that's the kind of question that they should be asking or answering yeah. rather not not des you know des shouldn't be shouldn't be on his and, and that's something i think the, the five minute fan forum was very good at you know it, yeah there were the, the old frivolous questions but a lot of the questions or 90 percent of the questions were relevant and there were you know whether it was carl back in the day or, or neil mcwilliams that was was answering them you know it was a good way for people to get a quick answer to a question. Um, and you're right. But even if that is with the first team coach, it's outside of a game. Mm, and yeah. I, I think yeah. it's really different than at the end of a game, any movement on this. And and he's probably had the curse of the fact that we've had a lot of games very close together. So I feel yeah. like I've heard that interview eight or nine times. It's because yeah. we've had so many games. At True. Time. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you go back to the era of kind of Mark Ashton doing the job Tim Williams currently does. He did that Ask Ashton feature. Now, you might sit there and think, yeah, but the team were doing very well. That's not true. Michael Appleton's first season, for a lot of it, the team were doing awful. Mm, yeah. And the Ask Ashton five-minute fans forum feature was a real kind of um, 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Reassurance to the fan base of, well, well, this is the reason for this, and this is why that happened. That wasn't great, but this is the reason for it, and and everything becomes calm again because someone just talks, and we're mm. all adults, you know, most of us. <laughs> we can all, yeah. you know, we can all kind of um, take on information and say, oh yeah, I can see that, I can see this, and again, yeah, you know, I'll balance all of this out with a lot of the great things the club have done in the last year. You know, I mean. Could any of us really have dreamt up until three years ago, two years ago, of seeing that kind of stadium video? You know, we all thought we'd be in the Kassam forever and it'd just be this awful, you know, horrible place to be to call home. And um, yeah, you know, they provided at least a glimmer of a glimpse of what, what could be. And no one is ungrateful for that. But, um, you know, it's it's easy to lose people as well. When, yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, that stadium, you know, the fans will get behind any anything yeah. we need as to they did over every the, step absolutely, of the way. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But equally, and until there's a you know a ball placed on the centre circle, centre spot there, and we kick off again, that you know it, it's still a dream. It's still not yet reality. And, and until that becomes like you said, you know, there, there's there's all the questions about financing and funding and, and planning and all sorts of stuff that still need to be. You know, we can't go blindly into, yeah, everything that the club does is fantastic. Uh, you're right. A lot of what they do is fantastic. And, and you know, Des is hopefully going to be backed and all of that sort of stuff. But it doesn't mean we can't absolutely question when, when, when we need to. Yeah. So that was comms. Yes. <laughs> Tick. Um, we'll, we'll, I think, I think it, it, there should be someone realistically someone from the club should listen to things like fan-led podcasts mm. should listen to the dub should listen to anything that's related to the club just to know you know what what the fans are thinking yeah um mm. it, i i just think it makes sense to it because it's really easy to wait until an email comes your way but then that's uh uh, a very filtered view on things, but to get what the general fan base are feeling, you know, go into the stands and, and mm. chat to people and listen to things like this. Listen to the phone ins after the after the show. Don't ignore that; it's there and it's a free gift for you. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're saying what feedback. a lot of if fans want. Yeah, if we're customers, you can provide it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's customer feedback, isn't it? it it's immediate. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Obviously, we, we've mentioned the, the men's team and six games, I think, since the last pod. The, the, the women's team have been taking it nice and easy. Only, only had two games, um, but uh, an 8-0 win in the league against Billericay before Christmas and then a fantastic win against Ipswich um, on Sunday this weekend, just gone. Ten women for the second, most of the second half. We only had ten players and, and got a 1-0 win against Ipswich. Um yeah, hopefully that that'll we've been saying this for just about every pod because they've just not been playing. But it, it you know, let's get the season going um and and, and start picking up results and, and pushing towards the top. For anyone that isn't aware of how good Ipswich are, that is one hell of a result. Yeah, that is true. that is incredible. I'm sure yeah. a lot of people are aware of it, but it, it was that is one hell of a sort of signal of intent. Um, because this season we're not that that top two or three side that we have been the last few years, but here we are on on nineteen points. We win our games in hand. We're we're still five points off top, uh, unfortunately. But 
we're we're talking about Ipswich who have been you know battling out for top spot the last few years and their budget is big Mm. and you know the league's changed and and lots of budgets are big this time but we've gone toe to toe with one of the one of the big sort of clubs down there and and sort of come out on top and as you say down to 10 for for most fit as well I mean one thing I I I must and I, I admit I find it difficult to get to Sunday games um, with the women's team. I tend to spend it uh, Sunday with my dad, doing jobs for him, cooking, etc. There are, you know, and if, if other people are the same with weekends, there are a couple um, of um, Tuesday night games at home um, are coming up in, in February and March, which I'll definitely get to. Uh, and that might be something for other fans who, like I say, find a Sunday afternoon not necessarily as easy to get to, but actually a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night, depending on when they are, um, in, in February and March, a couple of home games there. So definitely some big games coming up at home as well. We've got Portsmouth at home and um, um, MK Dons. It's always a you know bit of rivalry there. And yeah, it, it, it's it's a, a positive story um, still. I think that the women's team, it's 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 growing. It's doing, doing a lot of good work. For anyone who in any way has a soft spot for um, the National League days where it's sort of small stadiums and you can, you know, have a beer or, you know, <laughs> stand, in, <laughs> stand, stand and watch a game with a cup of tea, all of that stuff, yeah. and sort of feel really part of the club. I've, I've really enjoyed going to the <clears throat> women's game for that reason. You, you, you're right down, you're on pitch level. It's, it's, it's nice. Uh, without having to watch Hayes and Yedding <laughs> with 10, <laughs> 10 players behind the ball. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, we should do a pod on this, a special one day, but um, there, there were parts of the non-league era that I absolutely loved. Basically what you were just saying, Liam. Yeah. Um, as much as I wanted out, that was the majority of the thought. And, you know, Alfie Potter scoring that goal, that was the greatest moment ever. But mm. there were parts of, you know, St Albans away and Farsley Celtic and Histon that... It was it was kind of I don't know something about it was was just brilliant I don't know why it just was <laughs> yeah Salisbury yeah. Salisbury was the one for me because it's that was Wilder's first game wasn't it um, yeah and Jim Smith couldn't get in oh they yeah didn't let him in because <laughs> I was genuinely behind him at the turnstiles at the main reception and I'd gone in to pick up my ticket and he went to walk in and they're like can we see your pass and he's like no I'm Jim Smith. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> don't you know who I am? <laughs> and uh, the the person that was giving out the tickets was like, "Well, I need to, I need to see your pass." And what? it reached a point where, where me and Paul, who's obviously on this pod as well, were like, "Look, that's that's Google this. <laughs> You're gonna feel well stupid." Yeah. Um, like, and it, and if you won't let him in, he can have our tickets. You've got to let him into the ground. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, but it was it was quite close to home for us, but we just happened to lose most of the time there. Um, yeah. Anyway, we've gone off at a bit of a tangent. But... Well, that... Yeah, sorry. Well, it's, talk... it's definitely rose tinted. Looking back and going, is, oh, that yeah. was great, actually. But oh, no, yeah. Absolutely yeah. hated it. Yeah, it totally <laughs> is rose tinted. Yeah. I, I guess it's, you know, it's a bit like looking back on a, on a terrifying, an experience that's terrifying at the time. You can kind of look back and go, God, wasn't that exhilarating? You know, yeah. whereas actually, if you you know, if you'd fallen off the cliff instead of not falling off the cliff, it would have ended quite badly. You yeah. Know? So it's that kind of yeah. we're out of it now, so we can look back on it with yeah. some kind of uh, fondness. But uh, yeah. 
talking about that kind of <laughs> atmosphere around that guy, you know, being in in non-league and the and the kind of atmosphere. Maybe a, a touch on the on the atmosphere at games at the moment, and and there seems to be kind of maybe understandably some some criticism of of the atmosphere at games at the moment. We're, we're you know we're I think the averages are, are way up on on previous seasons. You know, really good averages in terms of crowd numbers. I don't know something. I, I at the uh, at the game on Saturday at Coventry, I, I, I initially went to the seat that I was allocated because that seemed to be what they were doing, and and got chatting to a guy who was there with his with his kids. It was the first away game he'd been to, and he was he said, you know, felt this was an, an easy one to get to and whatever. So, but. It's, it's what's the you know what's the atmosphere like at away games? He said because it does seem at the moment at home it doesn't seem quite there at the moment. And I I kind of say I don't know if if maybe it's the style of football. This isn't to denigrate the style of football. If if we were getting the ball forward really quickly and running at players, that's when you get off your seat. And it, you do wonder whether the patient build up rather than you know standing and yeah go on. There's a certain amount of almost sort of like that chin stroking. Okay, how are we, how are we getting on? Yeah, I, this is interesting. It, but it, it's not something that necessarily immediately gets the fans going. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think there's there, there are probably a few different factors here. Um, some of it is we're doing well in terms of league position. So we're selling more tickets and then they're turning up and not necessarily seeing us blowing teams away. I think that's mm-hmm. that's probably part of it. Um, I think that the slow build-up stuff is um, we've been doing that throughout the season, but changing it up and then suddenly, you know, putting the diags in or running at players and that sort of thing. So maybe, maybe because of the injuries and so on, we're less able to jump into that. Um, so that possibly comes into it a bit. But I, um, I don't know. I, I think that. This this will sound like a rubbish excuse. I think that slow build-up thing that is happening at the moment looks a lot worse and a lot more dull if you're behind a goal. Mm. If you're side on, you can see something. Particularly if you're a bit higher up, um, you you can see a few more things. Well, if all of the play is with, if Oxford are shooting towards their own fans and all of the play is in the other half of the pitch, just going backwards and forwards. That's not going to excite anyone, is it? it no. It, and then, and then, sort of, not not blowing teams away as well. You you go into those games and you play exactly the same, and you come away with a four 0 win. People are happier. Um, but you know, scraping scraping points on the board is is less appealing. It's, it's nervous, isn't it? It's a, yeah. a nervous tension around the ground rather than a, a joy and a, a noisy atmosphere. But so. yeah, but you know, I think. I think probably any one of those things changes and we are a, we do have a better squad so we're able to to change things up like we have been um or you know whatever or or we we start putting more pass teams and keeping more clean sheets and so on I, I think that atmosphere changes mm. yeah but it it's certainly something that we'll keep an eye on if in in, yeah, we, in that respect you know Hopefully, fans like you say it, it it will improve. If we get players in and and we are a bit more entertaining, then it might. But we also have a fan base whereby we had a chairman who literally bought everyone yeah. beer and hot, and dogs, hot dogs, and some people still complained about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. 
there was an era, wasn't there? They, they were called the Ultras, but um, mm. it was a time when um, they, if, they, if there was a, a game with a big attendance, they would they would do a kind of a display before kickoff, and then just in every league game or any every game, they would they would wave flags before and sort of during the game. And I think there were various reasons it kind of came to an end. There was something to do with the safety officer at the time. And I, I think communication between them and the club broke down. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's um, it, it was a great time. Though. I remember sort of if I went to a home game, sometimes I'd go in the, the Blackbird before the game and in, in Blackbird Lees. And if there was one of those displays happening, I'd really want to leave early and get into the ground early to see mm. it um, or to, you know, be part of it or help with it. And, um, so yeah, I think um, I think it was it, we kind of suffered, I guess, when those guys disbanded. Nothing against them at all, you know. You, you want someone yeah. else to do it, you know. They, you their can't... lives moved on, you know. Yeah, I think absolutely. That, you know, yeah, just, that's just circumstances change. Um, yeah, because that was a really great time to to let's to sit in that stand and to um, you know be in the fan base. I mean, I remember in the one against Swindon, um, the big kind of mm. I think it was on a Tuesday night. So there was a big reveal yeah. was there. The Ox the Robin. Robin. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's there was why one... my background on WhatsApp mm. is that. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Um and there was um there was one before the Wickham promotion game. There was one before all the all the kind of big games they usually did one. Um so yeah, it was a, a great time to be a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Any other business? Think... Well, what games have we got coming up? Carlisle, oh, yes. Northampton. Yeah. Um so Wimbledon on Tuesday tomorrow, as yeah. we record. Carlisle on Saturday, Northampton the following Saturday, and then Barnsley um, just after that as well. Mm. We've got to be, we've got to be looking for three points at Carlisle, haven't we? Even with an injured squad. Um, I mean, yeah. they're they're from the last six games. Uh, we've got ten points. They've got four, so it's mm. it's really not going their way, and they're right down there near the bottom. That being said. You know, we've we've come unstuck against those teams <laughs> in the past, um, yeah. and and nothing's a foregone conclusion. But it's also, you know, a lot of it's what happens in the meantime. I can't see us, you know, signing four attackers and then all being able to to play at the weekend. But no, no. Um, I guess you know you get Greg Lee coming back, um, so that's a a bit of a bonus for us. But yeah, I don't know. I was hoping maybe someone would come. It's Monday. What am I on about? Someone could still come in this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm hoping. Hopefully, we can... by the time this comes out, it'll be really out of date. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I'd like to also point out this this sort of less um, consistent run of form did start in October when Liam Manning was still at the helm. Mm. Yeah. It, it's not been like we're we're two and a half months in to it. So for us to, yeah, we've dropped down from second, I think we were going into that, to fifth. But it's not like, oh, we're awful now and we're just, you know, we've tumbled away and we've, it, it, it's it's still okay. Yeah. We've got a game in hand on top. We've still got to play them as well. And we're seven points behind them. It is always that it's very easy to look at yourselves in isolation and think, oh, this is dreadful. And we must be, you know, everyone else is winning. We're the only team losing. And it's just not, it isn't the case. It never has been the case. And it, it's, you know, we're... Well, Stephen, it just went out the cup to Maidstone. Yeah, yeah. You know. Also, I saw Pompey fans moaning because yeah. they lost the other day. Yeah. To a team that, that beat us as well for the record. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were moaning about that. They are top and they are... You know, a couple of yeah. points clear at the top. Yes, they've played more than um, the team in second, but you know, top of the league isn't bad. 
And, yeah. You know, because they've lost a few times in the last however many games. Yeah. You know, some of them are getting on his back. Uh, so no, no, no other business other no, than the no, games. We, no. Like it, you easily look at it and go, oh, well, you know, let's hope to beat, um, get revenge against Northampton, beat Carlisle. You mm. know, then we have got Barnsley, which is going to be a, a tough old game. And but Already? yeah, Already and it's it's easy to look at that and go, well, nine or ten points from that would be incredible. Of course it would, but you know, even if we could guarantee seven points, they wouldn't come from where you expect them to. No, no, no. It's uh... that is the fence end insight. <laughs> <laughs> done no, yeah. yeah, we've not done any sort of statistical stuff this this month. Um, no, they, it, you know. It, uh... And one quick shout out: Tyler Goodrum's equaliser against Cambridge on Boxing Day was a wonderful goal. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we mentioned it, but it was it was a lovely mm. goal. <laughs> And yet, you know, McGrain's was, I, I would say, rightly, goal of the month. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal yeah. strike. Oh, yeah. uh, no, but we it's should also probably mention, I've I've said it a few times on Wasn't at the Game, I think that against Coventry is the first game Goodrin has scored in that we haven't won. I might be wrong with it, mm. but I think yeah. that was the first time that was the case. Yeah. And I said it to, I put it in the fence end chat when he scored against Northampton. It's like yeah. every time he scores, yeah, we yeah, actually yeah, win, yeah. and then we went on yeah. to win it. Yeah, um, and then his... he ruined that against Coventry. As soon as it went in, I said to my wife, "Well, that's that ruined then. <laughs> <laughs> We're not beating Coventry." No, you got to do that thing where you add on in the league. In the, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At, on a Wednesday, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it <laughs> gradually <laughs> gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, well. Happy New Year to all the listeners. Happy yeah. New Year to you, you chaps. Um, we'll be back in uh, in a game or two's time. Um, hopefully with positive news about signings, positive news about results and uh, positive news and about... Injuries. Yeah, injuries, stadium, communication, everything like that. And uh, everything on the up. But, uh, but until next time, thank you for joining us. Um, look after yourselves, look after each other, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Oh. Bye, Tim. Bye, Tim. Bye. <laughs> Just in case it gets better. <laughs>